Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to Personal Al Battles. I am your host, Al, and I just have to say right now, you have exquisite taste. Why? Because you're listening to this podcast. Give yourself a pat on the back. Well done. The podcast that shines light into the darkness of mental health. Let's spread some light. Highs and lows. First of all, can I just say, Happy New Year to all you great listeners out there with that splendid taste. Having some two weeks off from the pod, I'm trying to remember which buttons to press. Where's that gobbledygook button? Where's that squeaky toy button? Hmm. I said to myself, Al, in 2024, be much more organised so to de-stress from all the pressure you put yourself under. With this podcast. I love making it, but yeah, sometimes I kind of get a bit stressed. So let's get the uh, part of the guests booked in early, everything organized, and so you're not leaving it till the last minute. So I'm making this episode on the day it's going out. So yeah, back where I started. <laughs> things, some things never change. Uh, highs this week, I would say it'd be New Year's Day. I went for a run. I went to a park run I haven't been to before. A little bit anxious going to somewhere you don't know lots of new people. And uh, yeah, I was amazed that people started waving and coming over. And it turns out they know me from Instagram. They know personnel best and wanted to come over and had a chat. And were so lovely and nice and even wanted photographs with the giant. So yeah, that was that was lovely. That makes you feel, in my case, 10 feet tall, which is a little bit shorter than what I am. The low for me since we last talked was let's just say Christmas Day morning when my daughter came downstairs to see all the presents Santa had left her. Um, she was thrilled, but in my head I was looking at the presents and just thinking there wasn't enough. I know it's strange, it's because of Santa, but I felt quite ashamed because of that. That um, Santa couldn't afford more presents. Uh, buying presents for the sake of it. Um, so in a way, I assume Santa felt, maybe he felt that he'd failed in some way as Father Christmas. Um, so yeah. It hurt, I felt a pain, and then I was quite surprised that suddenly uh, tears started coming too. Um, so yeah. That was a low. It's from my own perspective because my daughter Megan, she had no problem. I was really happy with everything under the tree. But for some strange reason, her dad in the corner was being a bit silly and crying. <laughs> ah, there's that sound effect. Press play. Catching up with Cole. Life advice from a swan. Everywhere I run, I bump into Colin. There seems to be swans everywhere. Any body of water, there's Colin. And so every time I go for a run and see him, I go over and get a quick uh, swan selfie. A swelfie. But now I'm thinking, I've never really seen it from the swan's point of view. Everywhere he goes, I suddenly appear, all sweaty from behind a bush and want to take pictures. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm 
a swan stalker. I, I didn't realise I, I was a stalker. So maybe that's the life lesson. Or put yourself in the shoes of the other person. How does the situation play out for them? Especially ones that can't talk. So yeah, um, I don't agree with the swan stalker label. So I'm going to ignore it. But suppose that's, uh, that's cause life advice for you. If you can't understand the problem, put yourself in the other person's shoes and realise, am I actually acting a little bit weird here? Hmm, maybe so. Swoosh transitional sound effect. So who's getting the personal touch this episode? Who's the battle guest? Well, it's battle guest Ben. So let's go over to him now to see his friendly fire question being answered that was set by Diana from, oh, last year, how so long ago. So here we go, friendly fire time. Okay, let's move over to our friendly fire question. Our previous battle guest, Diana, asked the question. What words would you use? So three words would you uh -huh. use in the first letter of your first name to describe yourself? Hmm. So the first letter of your name and three words to describe yourself. Right. And do you have those three words about yourself? I would say dramatic. Mm. I can be quite dramatic. dramatic. I can use, like, my hands a lot. And, like, I think my daughter's the same as well. Like, I use a lot of, like, drama in what I'm saying. Like, I like to get quite descriptive. So right. I sound quite dramatic. Like, right. <laughs> if I'm in comfortable, like, if I'm comfortable with my company, um, I would say... D is hard. I think D is a hard one. <laughs> it's your question. <laughs> I would say maybe daring in a cer certain ways. I can be a little bit daring, um, but I'm certainly not going to like jump off, like um, jump out of a plane or something right. like that. Okay. But certainly, if I'm comfortable again, and um, D another D would be probably disastrous because I'm a little bit accident prone. So <laughs> if disastrous. I'm the one to, I am the one to like trip or fall down the stairs or just fall over something ridiculous, other people won't. So I'm a little bit of a walking disaster if I trip, and I am that person too. So that's my three Ds. But D is hard. That is hard, yeah. <laughs> but it gets you thinking. I'm like, yeah. okay, let's do this. <laughs> and that's what I love about the, uh, the the friendly fire question because I think a lot of the time, it, especially if you can see someone who is struggling or even a friend, and if you ask them, are they okay? They may just go, yeah, I'm fine. But if you start asking them a really strange question, like how do they have their, you know, scone or three letters of their first name, they start thinking, it's like, damn it. And, and it pulling, does, it, it, just them gets, out. it might get, it gets your mind going, doesn't it? Like, it's yeah. like, how are you really doing rather than just the generic, how are you doing? Like, yeah. Like you're more, yeah, it's yeah, or, it's or you really can talk different. around that person and yeah. they'll hear that and they'll want to join in, going, Well, I've got a good day, it could be, and it's like, Yeah, I've got you now, yeah. right? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. What's the three words that starts with a B that describes you? I would say brave, brave. bravado, <laughs> right, and bonkers. Bonkers. <laughs> Brave Vado and Bonkers. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I think you're quite happy with them, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cheers, Diana. That was um been an easier letter, but I needed to change my name to like Dave or something. <laughs> it's a good it's a good question, though. It's one that I think you do need a little bit of time to think about. It's hard to think of that on the spot. So yeah, that's it. Uh... Yeah. 
that's a good one quite similar to mine so i've gone for instead of bonkers i've gone for absurd because i am a bit Ooh. I'll do, <laughs> i do i do talk to swans and stuff and you're not following personal best you just see a, a tall man talking to a swan down the park and just think he's odd no no he's my running coach <laughs> um so i've got anxious because i'm anxious about everything I'm anxious about talking to you, Ben. I'm anxious about making this episode. I'm anxious about about what am I having for my breakfast. Everything. I'm just so worried about everything. Um, and then my last ear is awkward. I do find myself being quite awkward at times as well, especially in crowds and new people. I just don't. I'm with you on that. Are you with me on that one? It's I'm like with you on that one. It's not just me. It's like everybody else just seems so natural. I can walk into a room, hello, hello, and start talking. I'm like, oh my word. Um, hello, uh, do you know who you are? I, I don't know who I am. And I'm finding with the, with personnel best as well, people are coming up to me at park runs, things like that, and start talking away to me. And I can feel my awkwardness going, who are you? I don't know who you are. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the moments when you're like, I don't know, you're in a coffee shop or anywhere, and someone says, how you doing? I haven't seen you in years. And I'm thinking, I can't even remember who you are. Please, please don't say, "Do you know my name?" Because yeah. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna have a clue. Yeah, I just that, do all that those terrible. I do them terrible. All right, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know. And to be asked, yeah. who, who, who was that? What a clue. Yeah, it happens they, to me all the time. And it's when you with someone that it's really awkward because you're like, they're thinking, "Aren't you going to introduce me?" And I'm thinking. Please don't ask that question because I can't. <laughs> this is <laughs> I went to school with this person. I think it's with, with me as well, Ben. It's the height thing. So like being in the same town where I went to secondary school, when people see the height and go, well, well that's got to be Al. I can't really change that. So they come up to me and start <laughs> talking to me. And to me, like, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm definitely me, but I don't know who you are. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I, I'm I'm leaving now. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm awkward. Awkward. <laughs> awkward, and I'm thankfully being awkward. I just make the situation even more awkward. Yes, by like, blushing bright purple and just I, oh yeah, it's awkful. And it's going yeah, like it's... a corner, the corner for a little bit of a cry. I'm like oh, you could have handled that so much better. Al. Why? Why yeah. did you shake the hand? Why did you pat them on the back? Oh. Well, you remember their name about half an hour later. You're like, this could have been easy. Yeah. Half an hour later, like... half an hour later, sitting on the, on the sofa going, Stephen! What? Ah! <laughs> oh. Well, now I remember. <laughs> yeah. All the time. So, yeah. Thanks, Diana, for your friendly fire question. It's a good one to ask other people out there who are looking a little bit uh, quiet or don't want the occasional, you're all right. Ask them that one instead. That gets the talking. Look at how it's happened to me and Ben there. We're chatting away now. Friendly fire. You're listening to Personnel Battles. It's not the same when it sounds like a farmer saying it rather than a Geordie, is it? <laughs> Does it not? So, no, I don't like not, my, I don't like my voice. Sound. I don't like my voice. You sound so much better. <laughs> I, like, I like hearing all these different accents. It's like when we, when we did that real bed, obviously just been talking to you on Messenger. And then you're like, bloody hell, I'll slow down. And I was like, oh, 
is that how he sounds? <laughs> in my head, in my head, everyone's a Geordie. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Do you know, it's funny when you've, like you, like you say, you get lost in this Instagram world and you're like, he talks to these people all the time on message and then you're like, oh, wow, is that what they actually sound like? It's crazy, um, isn't it? You know, since like, I've got I, friends... My people, voice in my head for you is different to how you actually sound. And like... Yeah. It's a good so job. Like can, can we take good, that... Yeah. So, like, when I'm talking to these battle guests, I've already got, like, this is how they sound. And they saw a talking going, oh, yeah, they're not Geordie. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's my you own voice, know. my own inner monologue. It's already talking to them when I'm reading their, like, replies to my messages. And, <laughs> yeah. then, and then suddenly when they start talking, they're like, no, you don't sound like that. You sound like this. <laughs> I do that all the time. I'm always thinking, yeah. oh, oh, wow, is that what I actually sound like? Oh, no. Do you like the way you sound or not? Because I know so many people yeah, hate not, the sound of when I'm voice. listening to things, no. So listening back to this will be really strange for me. Yeah, I'm not great at listening to myself thinking. Oh, so you're going to oh. absorb this episode. Yeah, this is, this, yeah, <laughs> be a hard listen. Okay, so here we go. Strap yourselves in. Eyes on the road. Here comes Battle Guest Ben. Okay, now let's join Ben on the battlefield. A lot of these episodes, I try to handpick these stories so that they're all uh, different and you can see how anyone can suffer from mental health issues. Ben's story is, again, slightly different because Ben is still on the battlefield right now and he's still fighting. I didn't really want to, if I'm honest, to use Ben right now because I was worried about his mental health state. But talking to him and realising I, I wouldn't want the idea of people thinking I'm exploiting Ben, but talking to him, talking to friends of his, I realised he was loving the show and he wanted to be a part of the show and talking about it, like me, helps him. So I approached Ben and he said, yep, yeah, he's absolutely fine to come on the show. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have Ben coming onto the show in a, in a short while, discussing his story, his battlefield, how he fell, how he got back up, and then how he fell again, and how he's going to try and keep going forward. So this could be slightly different. I have no idea how it's going to go, but let's just take it one step at a time. So here comes battle guest, Ben. Hi, Ben. Welcome to the show. Hi, Donnell. I am good, Ben. Now, your battlefield, you're still on it, aren't you? Yeah. Still, you still have you still right, have right amongst it again, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So my trouble started in about um, 2017. So yeah, a few, fair few years ago now, um, and it was work really for me that that sort of started my struggle. Um, I don't obviously on Instagram particularly talk about um, what I do for work, but um, I've been in the charity sector for over 20 years working with young people um and yeah I, I basically had a charity and i was working myself to death basically um didn't see it at the time but that led to some sort of breakdown that i was kind of in that didn't know that was what i was in because i'd never really struggled with anything mental health wise um and i i always probably would have been the first to say oh no no i, I don't struggle with stuff like that and you know i suppose yeah like growing up it wasn't really a thing um or certainly something that I didn't know about. 
and um, you know always having a career where oh, you help people you're the strong one you're the one who always always there for everyone else was kind of like that was just me um, and then um, kind of so that was what started it and then um, I um, obviously COVID happened relationship breakdown happened um, and that was really what tipped me over the edge I suppose um, where um, <clears throat> I kind of all of that that I felt came to the forefront and I thought I literally can't do this anymore um, obviously had four children to think about three that were very little um, and yeah I um, decided one day to jump in the sea um, and I thought I can't do this anymore and I thought well I can't swim so jumping in the sea would be the quickest easiest way to go surely and I'm quite scared of water so it was really strange but um, I can kind of remember that day in the sense that um, I know I was there but I don't really remember how I ended up in the sea, if that kind of makes sense. So I kind of remember going there. I kind of remember being there sort of thing, but, and I wasn't drunk. I don't drink. So I don't, you know, it wasn't that I just had had enough and yeah, something was, so I don't really remember. Um, so just this gap in your memory there. Yeah. And I remember my best friend um, from school phoning me and he knew something wasn't right. And he said, where are I? And I said, Oh, now I'm done. Didn't tell him where I was. And the, I'm, I'm in the sea and then the next thing I know is my best friend is then dragging me out of the sea and I'm like oh, trying to, yeah yeah absolutely so I was trying to fight him off like you know oh no and um, and that was the next thing I remember and I was like this is really strange so I was yeah I was sort of um, I was about an hour away from being sectioned really um, and it was like you know parents that said oh no no we can we can sort of watch him and I spent sort of the next um six to eight months literally opening the curtains a little bit and they're watching me um oh, and it, yeah literally that bad the anxiety was that bad where I literally couldn't even leave the house it was horrific um you know and I yeah I so yeah then I during that time tried to take an overdose got that wrong as well so I'm not very good at this stuff <laughs> um I'm glad yeah and I yeah I sort of fought my way up um I suppose um and I taught myself a lot about mindset um but I I you know even then I sort of said I'm not the same person I think part of Sounds really strange, but then I was obviously diagnosed with bipolar and ADHD and all the other sort of letters that they wanted to give me. And, um, you know, that kind of, I'm not one for labels, but that kind of made me understand a lot about myself, if that kind of makes sense, that I probably never would have seen before. Right. So that was kind of the positives of that. Um, and then obviously you can start to try and regulate it with medication and, and stuff like that. Yeah, so it was kind of, I really my way up but if you would sort of say how did you do that I don't really know it was just like a process that I kind of took myself through where um I just thought I can't be that person anymore um part of my um I'd say personality died that day if that makes sense I'm not you know like when I was younger I was the first one in the pub I was the loudest one in there we you know yeah, playing right. football I was the one you know 
I was always the one, you know, the funny one and the one who was the bit the Jack the Lad. But I suppose like a lot of that has gone now. I'm a different person. Part of that is obviously because I, um, I was older and, and stuff. But yeah, some of that was, uh, you know, I don't think there's any science behind this whatsoever. But for me personally, the way I describe it is, is um, part of my brain died that day. You know, certain things that I had in my personality before and now not there um yeah so, so yeah it's sort of the way i describe it and like i say i i don't know that there's any truth mm -hmm. in that but that's how it feels so yeah so I've, I've really fought hard to pick myself up um you know during that time like a lot of people um i was one of the people in covid who did nothing and just ate lots of bad food because when I struggle mentally, that's where I go to. You know, I don't drink, I don't take drugs, I don't, you know, I've never done any of that. Food yeah. is my thing and it's everything bad, sweets, chocolate, crisps, you know, you name it, yeah. take away. <laughs> so obviously, you know, people have seen my story where, you know, piled loads of weight on, could, you know, could hardly move. And um, yeah, and then obviously sort of two years ago, that was where I said to myself i can't feel like this anymore and that was more physical than mental because i'd sort of like worked on myself mentally um and then yeah i was i was just thought do you know what i'm literally couldn't even run up the stairs and it hurt um and so i started walking um you know and just uh, well you know we're really lucky here i've got the seafront so it's quite nice to walk along the seafront and uh, and uh, yeah and that's what i did and, and I, you know it was hard work but i, I kind of picked it up and then yeah, a friend of mine just sort of said one day, come on, well, you can come for a run with me. I said, whoa, I don't run. You yeah. know, I don't, I'm not getting involved in this. He said, well, you can try and run. And then if you can't run, we'll walk because you've been doing that anyway. So he kind of had me then. I was like, oh, go on then, I'll, I'll have a go. And um, yeah, that was my first ever 5K. It's literally, funnily enough, the, the 25th of January will be two years to that very day where I first went on a run. And um and it was horrible. I absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah. hated every minute of it. Why did it you go all, back? <laughs> it was awful. It was, you know, I felt sick. I just didn't, I was like, what have I just done that for? That was horrible. But then, but then after that, I was kind of like, I felt all right, you know? And then a friend of mine was also struggling himself. Um, and he said, I see you went for a run. I wouldn't mind going for a run. I said, come on then, we'll go for a run. <laughs> and I was like, and then we went down the seafront again 5k and lo and behold it's horrible again i hated it i was like yes this feels just like the first one i really don't like this and then but again and again we went and at that time we were just running 5k and it was you know and and then i i um sort of like geared you know, really plucked up the courage to do this thing called park run. And I was like, what's this all about? And I turned up on a Saturday and our local one is packed. It's 300, 350, 400 runners in the summer. So it's big. Yeah. And, and I was like, whoa, this is, this is amazing. Like there's complete strangers here, like clapping you and high-fiving you. And obviously as someone who's played football for a long time and, you know, they don't, I'm not that friendly, you know, they're normally saying something that we yeah, won't repeat on it. Yeah. And um, and I'm like, this is this is bizarre. And you know, you saw all these people giving it their all, regardless of if they were like 
a rocket or you know the back somewhere they were all giving it their all and i thought this is incredible um but again i ran it and i really didn't like it i was like yeah this is horrible ran with everything i had because i thought i'm in the olympics here so i'm going to sprint and yeah it's horrible <clears throat> but it was it was more than a run you know it was like these people are amazing and they're like also supportive and honestly that day changed everything for me because i felt like i'd worked on this mindset for so long it was like i can i can do this running thing i think i'm all right um and yeah and that was kind of kind of yeah that really helped me and then obviously went on to join like probably the most supportive running club on the planet um we're very very lucky here that our running club is not about running as such it is okay. it's as much about running as you want it to be but in terms of community in terms of support in terms of people who will pick you up when you're at your lowest point i don't think i could find better you know and that's no disrespect to any other club it's like it's just the way ours is and that changed everything for me you know and like i say now i've got people in my life that i couldn't ever imagine life without um you know, because it's they're, they're that supportive. It's and, and actually, it's nothing to do with running. I just happen to run with them, which sounds really strange. Um, and it's you know, running is the one thing where, you know, and I know we sort of spoke about it earlier, but where anxiety disappears, where I don't feel awkward. I haven't got to worry about how I'm walking into a shop or a coffee shop or a pub, and I'm like, yeah. I can't, I can't do that. Because you know, looking at you, yeah. You know, when my no, no one's no one's looking at you when you're running, they all concentrate no. on their own issues. So it's like it's just you. Everyone's exactly the same. Yeah, million percent, and that was what it did for me. And you know, like my anxiety normally kicks in at the most weird and random times ever. And you know, I, I often describe it to people where I can be here, where I'm sitting right now, and I can be looking back at myself, which sounds really bizarre, but it's kind of like that's the, like, a, like an out of body experience yeah almost okay. and it's like that's the you know and i know andy's described it as something sitting on your shoulder yeah. on your podcast yeah. where that's my version of it and this is what i was saying to him where he articulated that how i was feeling so well where it's like that's me looking back at myself saying you're useless you're you're a nobody what are you even doing yeah. and that was what i couldn't articulate when obviously i tried to do something stupid all them years ago and i'm kind of like yeah. wow i'm starting to understand things a bit better yeah. um and yeah so so that kind of changed everything for me it was like i now know why i run and it's actually not to do with running <laughs> it's to do with everything <laughs> else that gives me. um and yeah that's that's yeah so that's kind of took me up to sort of more recent times and then obviously last year I felt like I was flying, you know, I did the marathon, did my first ever marathon, then did another one. Yeah. Yep. I was smashing PBs all over the you place. Were, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is amazing. I also had bad days and I really struggled to cope with that where I was like, how did that not go to plan? Um, but it was an, you know, when you look back, it was an amazing year. I did so many things. I never thought that I was humanly possible, you know, capable of, I really did. Mm. And, and then of course, then you hit a bad time again. Um, and, you know, one thing I always said to myself, Al, was that I'd never, ever go back to that day when I jumped in the sea. Never. 
and then I found myself there again. When you went to the sea the first time, Ben, how did you do it? Did you just walk out from the beach? Or? I just jumped off the, there's like a, they call it a pier, but it's not like a traditional pier. It's like a bit of concrete that sits out in the sea. It's, uh, All right. Yeah. Kind of, um, you kind of just jumped off the pier. Yeah, and I can't swim. So how did I not get that right? But there we go. Wow. And then, as you say, then recently you found yourself thinking about that again. Think you'd never go yeah. back to that that moment, and then yeah, yeah. your mindset's changing. You're putting things in place. You're running the community. You're feeling a lot better, and and all of a sudden, I I know what you mean because it's like once one thing goes wrong, you can be feel like you put everything behind you. You feel like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I'm a better person, and I've found sometimes it's like it's like standing on ice, and it's just one little crack below you. Yeah, and people look. People looking at you, thinking, "Well, that's fine. Look, he's back on his two, own two feet. He's standing on his own two feet. He's back." And meanwhile, you're standing. You can hear the cracks under your feet. Going, I know this is where it's going to take me. I am going to go down again. Minute and it's, and it's and that, frightening, isn't it? Really frightening because you know what's coming. Before you I know didn't what, know what yeah. I was in. I just kind of like exactly. just went with it and did what I thought was the right yeah. thing at the time. Now, I yeah. identify when I'm like oh no, I remember what this feels like now. Um, and, you know, you get advice from friends, from people, you know, complete strangers on Instagram. And, and I, I'm, I'm always really mindful because I don't want to feel ungrateful. And I know the advice they're giving me is right. But if you don't feel that, then that advice is not going to stick. It's not, it's not really worth anything. And, then, and that sounds awful because you know, these people are trying to help you and they're, and they're giving yeah. you really good advice. It's really valid. Yeah. But it's kind of like, yeah. if I don't feel that, you know, where particularly where it's a relationship breakdown and you can't, nobody, anything can say can fix that because you're, you're trying to deal with somebody's feelings and, and they're quite within their rights to feel like that, but it doesn't match how I feel. Um, it's really, really difficult. And I'm, you know, that was, obviously the issue before when I was at my very lowest and now this is the issue again and I'm kind of like you know when you're waking up every morning um and you kind of wish you hadn't now oh, that's that's a really bad place to be do you know what I mean and then you can kind of do you you know you kind of yeah you just don't want to be in that position where you're like now oh, I woke up yeah today's going to be another bad day um yeah and that that point of you know you feel like you're not listening to people and I genuinely am listening to people but I can't stop how I feel you know I'm a great believer in yes I have mental health problems yes I have bipolar yes I but actually that's not not an excuse for anything it but it but you're trying to people are trying to give you logical advice for someone with a logical brain that I don't have anymore. You know, bipolar means I kind of get what you're saying, but my mind doesn't process it in that way. My mind processes it in an absolute mess. Um, so it's really, really difficult. Do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm really mindful that, you know, all the messages I've had on Instagram and there'll be people listening to this that um, have given me amazing advice. And uh, I just want to not, 
feel ungrateful because I genuinely am, you know, really am. But if I don't feel that, then how do I process yeah. that? It's, yeah, it's, it's just words, isn't it? Um, it reminds me, uh, I lost a, a good friend of mine and through cancer, and he was towards the end, obviously, you know horrible place and every time he was giving you an update from hospitals and things like that on social media people were saying things you can imagine people would say of stay strong you got this keep fighting and to give him his I don't know, credit or whatever that it's the first time I've actually seen somebody respond and basically said that's all nonsense that doesn't help me they're just words you can tell by his anger like because everyone was saying the same kind of thing and because they didn't know what what to say <laughs> Yeah, million percent. Kind of, kind of just saying something, and it was like, yeah. I'm here for you if you need it. And it's like, well, all these people really here for you? Where are they? Yeah, and I, do you know what? You know, and this is the thing, and I don't, you know, people are all genuine and they say the right things and, and they're not healthcare professionals, but, you know, it, it is those lines like, um, you know, people said to me back in, you know, think about your boys. And that, I was like, what do you mean think about my boys that's all i think about that this is yeah. why i'm doing it because they are better off without me yeah you know i felt say, like think that. about I, your boys <laughs> I, yeah it made me feel even worse because like your your kids are your life and then you're suddenly thinking like they'd be better off without you and then these people are reminding you that you'll be leaving your kids behind you're like i know but the pain was so bad i wanted to get away that moment mm. thinking about them for I couldn't, but now you're pointing it out. Yes, I'm aware how selfish that was. Thank you for making me feel worse. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, 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 it's not what you wanted to hear. Yeah. Um, because, because the pain at the time was just so awful. You, yeah. don't want to spend, you don't want to spend another moment. And it's hard you know to what? then take a step back and think, oh, yeah, these people need me. million percent. And do you know what? I was out on a run the other day, uh, just by Christmas, actually, with a good friend of mine who li lives in London now. And uh you know, he he will openly say, look, mate, I'm not the man to give you advice. I'm not good at this stuff. He went, just be happier. But that's his way of, <laughs> you know, yeah. he's joking, of course, but he's like, that's his way of doing it. Well, I'd rather that than him go, chin up, because what does that actually mean? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just just tell me how it is, you know, because he knows I'm, I'm normally one for a laugh. And, you know, he's like, you know, my advice, mate, just be happier. And I was like, splendid, I'll do that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But that's sometimes <laughs> what you need, isn't it? You know, yeah. like, I know people, are, but you don't, you're already in a heavy position with dark thoughts. You don't need kind of, and that, don't get me wrong, no one would mean this, but yeah, sometimes yeah. you think, you, like you say, like your friend would have felt, it's kind of like, look, it's not, um, for me, it was it wasn't just a relationship breakdown. It, it's a, a, a an accumulation of things. So it's kind of like if it was one thing, I think I would. I'm not saying it'd be easy, but I can break it down far easier and dissect right. it. Well, actually, when it's layer upon layer upon layer of things that have gone wrong, and I'm kind of like, I oh, just can't. Yeah, it's just me. I'm just really unlucky, and I'm carrying some sort of curse. This is how I then start to think, and I'm like. You know, like, um, and you will know this, Al, but, you know, night times when you can overthink things oh, in your God. head and you're kind of like, yeah, this is really bad. This isn't getting any better. Um, 
course, when you're busy and you're working or whatever, you're with friends, that's a lot easier. But when you're on your own at night and you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, I can't see how this is going to change. Um, you know, and we've we've had a lot to deal with, kind of, not just me, but family as well. Like, you know, um, it, 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 yeah, it's tough. And that's what I think why I found myself sort of more back there than... Um, than I ever imagined, if that makes sense. Yeah, I understand then, yeah. To say, like, you can see where that path can possibly take you. You've walked that walk before. Um, mm. and it probably scares you a little bit as well. So, yeah, we're talking to a battle guest here who's currently still battling on the battlefield. Uh, so I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll have a little break. We'll have some um, very uh, serious adverts. And then we'll come back to Ben not to see how things have, how he got better and moved forward, but basically how he's still fighting and those little, those little things he's taking every day as, as, as a little win, a little victory. So we'll come back after these ads. Here at MM, we have the solution to all your housework. Tired of housework? Don't want to do it? Then don't. We've got the answer and we'll ship it to you in a box. It's a monkey. Yes, the monkey will come to your house and do all your housework. He'll clean and tidy up and do all those jobs you don't want to do. Join MM for a small subscription every hour and we'll send a monkey to you to make your house better. Warning, monkey not really trained. Solutions may not actually happen. Monkey may fling some poop. Pengling chocolate, like no other chocolate out there, not to be confused with other bars sounding quite similar. Pengling is very special because it has actually something to do with penguins. Our main ingredient comes from penguin poop. We extract the goodness and put it back into the chocolate for you. You're having Pengling chocolate. The proof is in the pudding. Mmm. Coming to no shops near you soon. Personal Battles merchandise. Wear a t-shirt with a brain on it that says Personal Battles. Go on, buy one. It's a no-brainer. No, it is a brainer because it's got a big brain on it. Oh yes, big brain. Personal Battles. Let everyone know out there that you have a big brain. And Exquisite taste because you listen to the best podcast in the world. Warning, may not be true. Go on. Who wants to buy a personal battles t-shirt? Anyone? Mm. Would have been nice. Okay, welcome back from that other break. Uh, whatever they were, I'm sure they are awesome and you are all going to rush out and buy whatever product they were selling. Okay, we left Ben on the battlefield fighting and he is going to continue to fight. But let's, a little, let's hear a little bit more from him now of how he's doing. Being real, he's not going to try and sugarcoat anything and say everything's splendid. Um, but what you'll get, always get with Ben is you'll get honesty. Um, so let's go back to Ben on the battlefield and see how he's doing now. So Ben, where are you right now? Yeah, so um, yeah, I suppose um, as I said before, um, still struggling. 
that um, kind of just trying to find that little bit of positivity in every day. You know, I, um, yeah, I do sort of struggle with um, certain things. So like I said before, night time's really tough. Um, so trying not to overthink, trying to keep busy um, has been really important. Um, surrounding yeah, yourself with people. Have you had any thoughts about going for a swim? Absolutely no thoughts about going for a swim. But Great. people do keep Great. trying to teach me how to swim, funnily enough. So I think there's something in that. <laughs> Buying your armbands <laughs> and things. Yeah, absolutely, I'll need them. They all swim in the sea around it. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, so for me, it's like just trying to find that, just something positive in every day. And honestly, I like I said to you before, if I didn't realise how incredible the running club that I joined um was i certainly know now what's the name of that running club ben great yarmouth road runners right and you're saying they're what they're the best around are they best running club around so, so what you know what makes them so special it's just the people in it al it's nothing to do with running you know yeah it doesn't yeah, okay. it, it, we've got every walk of life and every age you can think of in that club and i have some of the best people i've ever met in my life in it because they're the ones who will pick you up so I had a really, really, really dark night where I was really close to how I felt all them years ago. And a friend of mine said, well, where are you? I said, I need to just get out of the house. And he said, I'll tell you what, we'll go to McDonald's for a cup of tea. This was half past one in the morning now. And he's left his family to come out to me. Now, you know yourself, the one thing you don't want to do is be a burden to anybody, no matter how you're feeling it's not anyone else's problem um but he was there sitting with me in a mcdonald's just talking about rubbish at half past one in the morning i'm like that's what you needed yeah that was what i needed right there because that was my biggest wobble i've had in a long long well since all them years ago and that was where i was most frightened i was most frightened um now you know me i'm one on Yes, on Instagram, I talk about stuff, but I'm certainly not one to show fear. Um, I think I've shown that in how I run and how I have done that journey. But that scared me. Yeah, that was really, really bad. Um, there was other people who were messaging me as well from from Instagram and, and others, um, which I was so thankful for because it really, really, really did pull me out of a hole. Um, and then, yeah, I can... Funnily enough, if you were to say why, I'm, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm clawing my way out of the hole, um, but very slowly, because I'm kind yeah. of getting past the point of actually, um, maybe I have got some value. Maybe people do think <laughs> I'm a good person, even though there might be the odd few who don't. Actually, that's okay. Yeah. Um, so it's those things that keep me going. Do you know what I mean? And like, there are some incredible real people that i've met through instagram which sounds crazy because i didn't ever um set up instagram the reason i set up instagram was when obviously i was talking about that running journey and starting all that and i i thought you know what i've done a couple of park runs i can do a half marathon um (laughs) signed up for one i was like oh no um I've kind of said this publicly now, what am I going to do? So I, I set up Instagram, just basically say, look, I've said I'm running this marathon for charity, half marathon, sorry, for charity. Um, if I put it on there, I, I'm not one to look stupid, so I'll, I'll have a go. 
and um, and that's where it started. And then I just started talking about running, and all these great people joined me talking about running. I thought this is very pleasant. And then obviously, what I never saw was that I'd start talking about mental health. And I met people like you, and and you you know you were like, us men need to talk. And and I know you hear that a lot. When I was thinking, oh, I can be proof of that. I don't mind talking about sort of what I've been through and how I feel and. I like you said, I, I like to think I'm very real. So if I'm having a bad day, you'll know I'm having a bad day. And if I'm having a good day, I'll say I think I've had a really good day. And I think that's really important. You know, and as I've said to you before, this is what your podcast does. Actually, if if we as these kind of fellas could say, Well, we're here talking about it, then we're kind of proof in the pudding, really. And and honestly, um, it helps. It really does help. Because like you said, I'm in it at the moment. I'm not out of it yet. Um, I will be. But talking about it to you and, you know, and, and Andy, obviously, you've had on, on, on there yeah, and others is really, really important. And I, I personally, it really helps me. So, you know, that's what my Instagram is. It's me offloading. Yes, about a run. Yeah. It might have been good. It might have been bad. Um but yeah, it kind of really helps me. Do you know what I mean? And on the other foot, and I kind of spoke to you about this earlier, you know, the, the 10K race I did on New Year's Day. Oh, yeah. When I tried yeah. to offload all of that um, stuff that I'm going right. through currently um, because so, I always have a black zone. Yeah. So I, I, I've described this before, but in my running, I kind of, when it gets tough, I have a black zone, which is all of that stuff that I've spoke about, all the relationship breakdowns, all of, um you know uh the stuff about the sea and all of that goes right. in that black zone and when i'm really struggling that hurts and all of the things that we all know running does to you what you use i'm that. thinking yeah i use that and i'm like oh that's not it's not as bad as that it's no, no get yep. this run done because it ain't as bad as that and that yep. really pushes me through and i kind of um <clears throat> On New Year's Day, 10k, you know, went for I thought I'm gonna go for this. I'm gonna this is gonna be an all-out PB effort. It's gonna it's all gonna happen. Yeah. Start the year off right, you know, because I've had a tough end to last year. <clears throat> and um it went horribly wrong now, is what happened. Um <laughs> I ran hard, about three mm-hmm. K in, we're going up a hill, the wind was against me, I could feel I wasn't where I needed to be, and then boom the anxiety kicked in i was like and i literally could not get my breath in and i thought this is horrific um what normally comes with an anxiety attack is that i'll be sick and that's what happened mid 10k mid 10k um but so i sort of had a word myself and dragged myself through it but you know and yeah i did okay but it wasn't what i wanted that day do you know what i mean so i really put too much pressure on myself now i wouldn't have said that at the start but now i look back i'm kind of like yeah yeah that was ridiculous you weren't going to offload everything that you're still going through in a race that was stupidity but that's what i thought i could have done so yeah you know it's it's times like that where you know my anxiety can kick in at any point and it, it does regular um yeah i kind of was able to suppress that a little bit more recently but now i can't it's, it's either there or it isn't so yeah you you know i know you speak about anxiety a lot and um yeah i just wasn't expecting it to be in a mid-race because running's what makes me feel good and it's like i didn't mm. think that was going to happen i've never had anxiety <laughs> in a race before ever um i've had anxiety before a race but never during it um 
so it's horrible and um yeah you know so but but then I'm, I'm still able to look at positives you know i didn't stop i managed to have a word myself and pull it round. you know these are good things and i think if we can always look you know and it is a bit of a cliche isn't it but yeah. if we can always just find something positive in that day look for that positive yeah you know and like you know i've, I've heard people say this before but just some you know it could be a random person in the street and they go how you doing good morning you know you might be the only person that said that to them that's how yeah. important this stuff is and <clears throat> yeah i'm all mindful about in a world of social media where people say be kind actually don't i don't care if you post it just be kind just be a nice human um and then we'll all be okay and um yeah so that's that's me at the moment is is you know if you were to sort of describe it is can we just find something positive in every day um keep myself busy and let's go again the following day and if i can wake up and not feel like um i wish i hadn't that's a win yeah yeah if you can give yourself a little bit more kindness every day <laughs> yeah yeah i woke up ben that's a good thing you know what i woke up instead yeah. of being like oh no absolutely and and that's and it can be as simple as that can't it where you're just literally like i woke up and i feel okay you know yeah um and if anything that, goes wrong if you, have, if, you, if you have a bad moment or something really horrible happens looking for that positive can just be well i can't fix what's just happened but can i learn from it right i'll not do that again and i was like mm -hmm. well hopefully that won't happen again now because I've had learned from experience or I'll not be putting myself in that scenario. Like I've, I've said on the show that you can't make everyone like you. Uh, you can't change how they feel. So don't try. But then I'm finding that sometimes I can say something and that can be misconstrued and the attacking can come the other way so quickly, so harshly. I like, whoa. And especially with social media that then people can basically start liking what the person's doing, the attacking is doing. So that's pretty much like I was I was finding some a, a scenario happened to, to me recently regarding this, and it felt like it felt like being back in the schoolyard and a bully was coming at you, yeah. but everybody was then kind of patting the bully on the back, saying, "Well done, keep going, keep going," and then support, and like you're the you're the individual go, "What what is happening here?" Mm. And it just feels like everyone's suddenly against you. So, yeah, it's trying to then look at that going, that was horrible. I'll ruminate on that for a long time because I can't just go, yeah, whatever. I love people who I've talked to who say, I don't care what, I don't care what people think. Like, oh, that would be amazing. I'll worry. I want everyone to like me. I'll yeah. ruminate. I, I can't sleep. It'll, I'll be going through the conversation in my head going, I did that wrong. What did I it's all me. It's, I, I, did, I'm, I, I must have done something wrong. It's me. And, and then you get to the point where you've got to realise, give yourself a bit of kindness out. What can you learn from it? What positives? And then even if there's none, well, learn from it. Yeah. Not, not do that again. Uh, not interact with these people. Uh, I reached out to, to Jay, uh, about, I guess, one. And he, he was giving me advice saying, look, some people out there, especially the keyboard warriors, it's just negative all the time. You'll never mm -hmm. win an argument. If you're getting an argument with somebody like that, you're never going to win. So don't try and Absolutely say, not. sum it up, because they'll always go for the last word. Yeah. And, and that's my advice has been to anyone is, um, and you know, I've heard 
some negativity, not loads, but some, and it's not nice. And I don't like to hear that, although I haven't had any, luckily. But, you know, my advice is there are some absolutely phenomenal people on that running Instagram. And actually, it's nothing to, like I said before, it's nothing to do with running. You know, they've all got their own journey, their own battles, their own speed. All of that is irrelevant. What is relevant is they're just a nice human and and they will support you like no one else and and you know like i say um i've met some incredible people you know on there and and that's the way i like to keep it so actually if you're negative you won't really come on my radar um and i don't like to hear it from anyone else as well you know that they've had a negative experience because because you know i know these or i like to think i know these as people and there's literally no reason to be um, negative, is there? Do you know what I mean? We don't all have to agree on everything, and um, mm. but actually, that's okay. That's life, isn't it? And that, yeah, I um, I've been really fortunate that um, it's been amazing for me. Um, but when you hear some of those negative stories, you think, does that prevent everything that you know you and I and Andy and and, and lots of others, uh, Jay, for example, that you've had on where we're saying actually open yourself up and be vulnerable and um, talk about how you're struggling well that kind of prevents people wanting to do that so that yeah it's not like let that happen put the armor back on isn't it and go I'll, I'll just shut up because it yeah. comes at you so hard um i found out with the with the running community i'm talking to people around the world who kind of sort short such kindness and i remember a particularly low point for me where the people in my own street didn't know what I was going through. The people who live around me didn't know. And it's that feeling of they wouldn't care if I wasn't here tomorrow. I mean, that kind of like kind of footprint on the world was so tiny. Who am I? And then you're on social media and you've been quiet for a couple of days, Ben, and straight away people are going, you're right. Mm. And they can just, or can tell by a little photograph or something that you said, like something's not quite right with them. I'll just check in. And suddenly you realise, again, with, with what I was looking at with, a, with that negative uh, scenario, it's like a thousand people can say, we love you. One person can say, I think he's an idiot. And I'll get rid of that thousand and just want to listen to that one person going, how can I change this view? He's right. What have I done? Yeah. And I was like, why, why am I listening to this put one person? It's like, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And it, you, do you know what? Al? It's so true because, you know, as I said, I have this, this voice that's you know speaks back at me and says you're this you're that you're a failure you're all of the other negative stuff dark stuff and um you know people say mate you've only got to look at the comments you get on like facebook instagram and they're like Mm. that tells you what kind of person you are so forget anyone who's negative because i'm telling you now there won't be as many as how many have said you know keep going and that's the difference it can make when somebody says something nice um you know about you and says actually you are doing all right you know you're doing i'm glad you're here um because i like to think that's what i would give back to other people so it really does and i'm sure some people don't think it makes much of a difference but it does it really does like you've said just that one comment that's what you normally cling to so every good comment really does help kind of remind you that 
now nah, that's that's just somebody who you know wants a reaction or yeah whatever yeah. but yeah it, it's so important isn't it yeah and i think with with me and yourself and probably a lot of these battle guests when we've been to these really dark places that uh yeah you just want to kick out when you start coming back around again you don't want anyone to go through that kind of place because that is a scary place mm. so that's where it comes with with me I can laugh at myself. So what people will laugh at me in the street, I don't care because there's, then there's people on social media might get a little bit of a, a chuckle out of it and they could be having a horrible day and that little chuckle might just be what they needed. So that's kind of the way I start looking at it and going, yeah. if, I can help, if I can help them, that helps me. Yeah. And I, and I don't mind making a fool of myself. It's just trying to, another way of interacting with people and getting people smiling and making sure no one goes to those horrible pits. Yeah, do you know what, Al? I mean, me and you talk about a lot of the same stuff, but we do it in a very different way, don't we? On, on our Instagram, for example. You know, yeah. yours is uh, through reels and, and really, you know, really good stuff. But it's, my content's more like, yeah. this is how I'm feeling today. Yeah, yeah. This is how I've got through it. You know, I've, I've kind of spoke about lots of stuff like that. So we do it in a very different way. But actually... You know, that reel that we did, which feels like such a long time ago, but where I <laughs> proper went out of my comfort zone and yeah, you know, you like, did, yeah. sent me loads of funny clips and we'll do something. And the amount of people that said, like, you two doing that has, like, brightened my day. And, like, you know, you really do make a difference by how you are open about what you're going through. And, um, yeah, it shows you that we've all got our own way of doing it. You know, I wouldn't be able to sort of pull off what you do. Um but if as long as we're all doing it, that's the main thing, isn't it? That's the important thing for me, anyway. I, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're we're all open, we're all kind, and we're all looking out for each other. That's what we need to do. It's not it's not rocket science, is it? Million percent, million percent. It's it's knowing that people are there when, like I say, you know, me and you obviously message quite a bit, but not every day. And sometimes it's it's knowing. Yeah, but I know Al's there. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I, I don't want these. I don't want these sarky like messages going. Oh, hello, stranger. <laughs> yeah. like, no, no, if I say, if I jump in a message like a month's time, it just we'll just continue the conversation. It's like, all right, million percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's it. You I know, so. like, we're all busy and we've all got busy lives. But kind of when you know you've got a connection with somebody, but actually, yeah, they, they don't need to be there every day. You know, if I need something, mm-hmm. I like to think that you would know I'd. Yeah, message you, and likewise, and like, and you would do the and same. Like, like your and like your good friend as well, who took you for a McDonald's at half past one in the morning. They just know they need to be for you there, right there, and you know who your real, you know who your real friends are. Yeah, a million percent. I mean, what a guy! And he sort of said, "Right, I'll be there in, in twenty minutes." And I'm like, "Mate, you've got your kids are asleep. What? You, you don't need to be." He said, "No, don't, don't worry, it's fine." And there yeah, he was, that, and that, that guy's a legend. And he got there before me and had the tea already in and i was like that's unbelievable <laughs> but yeah it, that's the yeah that's when you really know wow there are some incredible people out there that will get you out of any situation yeah. so is it really that bad um sometimes it really can feel that way and i'm i'm an expert at that i think but um actually is it you know and i think that's what we've got to keep chanting in our head just like we can do this. We can it's do like this. A, it's like tunnel vision, Ben, isn't it? Where like everything seems to be closing around you and you, you can't see your way out. You can only see just in front of you. And it's like, what is yeah. the point? 
but then you start yeah. opening your eyesight up again and you see all these people who are there for you it's like they've always been there for you but i was closing you up and now i can see you and i was like yeah wow yeah you know, I, like, am, uh, I am loved and supported and you're right you're right there you know sometimes Al, you can't see even in short space of time how far you've come you know it's a few weeks oh, ago yeah. that i would randomly be crying in costa and everyone was just walking past me you know we're strangers but i'm thinking literally crying over a cup of tea in costa what am i doing and then it's yeah. like other coffee shops are available um <laughs> nice one. but you know i'm kind of like what am i doing i couldn't yeah. explain to you why i was just no. sad and then you know i look back now and i'm thinking well, i'm not cry crying in over a cup of tea anymore so that's progress um yeah, that's a positive tick yeah i'll i'll take it so yeah, yeah. it's um Things like that, where just try and find the little things where you think that's progress. Yeah, you, you, yeah might, you, might, you may find that you you feel like you haven't got any better. I've, I'm still that person, but then yeah, you're looking back and it's even in a few weeks and go, well, I'm not there anymore. Mm. Progress just progress doesn't mean that you'll never go back there, but progress could mean that when you went back there the last time, you were in a horrible place for a week. This yeah. time a few days and you manage to get back out that's progress you've improved that's a million little percent bit. now million percent you've, like, you've you improved know, a little bit all them years ago i never thought well i'm not am i ever getting out of this this was months and months and months it felt like years but now we're not you know and i had christmas to contend with you know yeah, um, and i'm not seeing my boys at the moment which is obviously another real issue yeah. for me but you know so christmas of course it highlights everything so i was like if this was the summer I'm not saying it'd be easy, but it'd be easier. You know, I get seasonal affective disorder and all that kind of st stuff that comes with mental health issues like many of us do. So it's all highlighted. I'm kind of like, this couldn't come at worse time. And um, yeah, so like, yeah, for me, it's kind of like, let's just, it, 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 it's, it's going away quicker. I can feel that. Progress. Absolutely. Progress is, is key. Yeah progress is you're not crying in costa i remember i was standing in in a sainsbury's other supermarkets are available uh i was standing in sainsbury's uh looking at a wooden spoon and i was breaking my heart crying at a wooden spoon and to think back then there's people walking past you and they're ignoring you because they feel awkward that this this man is just so upset over his wooden stirring implement Mm. And then I suddenly then left the store because I didn't want to make anyone else feel uncomfortable. So I quickly got out and it wasn't obviously because of a spoon, but it's just it's kind of those moments where your mind just kind of stops and you just focus on one issue and then you can't yeah. move. And that's yeah. scary. I was like, I've got to get out, I've got to get out, I've got to get out. The million percent thing. When, you, when your mind's busy, it, it's great in, in a way. That's yeah. why I kind of love this podcast because I'm being creative and I'm, I'm thinking dangerous times for me is when I've got nothing going on and I'm staring at a wall. Like, oh, and me. Oh, oh, I need to do something. Yeah, and me. And it could be literally anything. Just get yourself, you know, out to a shop, uh, anything. And, um, you know, that was what happened. So when I ran Manchester Marathon, obviously my first, at the end, I can honestly say I've never felt emotion like it. Ever. Right. It right. was like all of them times yeah. where, you know, I'd nearly died and like, I didn't want to be here anymore 
and I've just run a marathon, you know, I lost five stone, and I've just ran a marathon that, you know, had you have asked me a few years before, I would have laughed at you saying, yeah, you are (laughs) yeah, and I've just done this marathon, and like, it was kind of like, it drained away from me, and I was crying like a baby, and I remember some lady saying, are you okay, and I was like, no, I've just ran a marathon, I nearly killed myself, and and I bet she's like, whoa, hang on a minute, you know, it was it was crazy, like to think like what I was talking about. I was just like, oh god, I'm just running. I was literally crying like a baby, wow. and some of that was pride, obviously, because I was like, wow, I've just dragged myself yeah. around the marathon, um, and um, you know, and and after losing all this weight and blah blah blah, and I, my boy was there, my eldest boy who's seventeen, and I was like, whoa, this is just like. <laughs> the best thing ever you know and, it, and my boy is a 17 year old lad so he's cool isn't he you know and he was like i'm proud of your dad and i was just like don't save me like <laughs> um, you know he's like put yourself together man um, oh dad come on <laughs> yeah yeah this is embarrassing dad um so yeah it was kind of like it was the bizarrest experience ever so you know for all of these people that have got marathons coming up this year and it's their first i, I can't even tell them how they're going to feel because it is just incredible and um yeah for me it was like just a moment of reckoning like if I you know if I could you know if I was successful on that day you know I wouldn't have been able to do this so it's kind of like you're banishing old demons if that kind of makes sense yeah you kind of you kind of open the bottle aren't you and let all those emotions out yeah yeah once they're out they've gone like I've got through them and I've let them go yeah and I did I kind of let stuff go that day and I've kind of learned to like I say, um, realised that I'm not the person I was. You know, some of that did die that day and with that breakdown and with being diagnosed with bipolar and all that stuff. But actually, is that a bad thing? You know, actually, we just deal with where we're at. You know, there's people who've dealt with far worse that have changed their mind, their body, you know, or whatever, and they've got on with life. Um, And, yeah, so I don't... um, don't use it as an excuse. I always try and actually use that as fuel for more stuff. Um, because obviously, like I say, I knew what that marathon felt like. And I was kind of like, yeah, I could get used to that. That was amazing. Um, funnily enough, I then did Chester and it went horribly wrong. But no, no. <laughs> I still felt great. But it was, it was for me, it was a victory where my leg had gone at 20 miles. And I thought, no way I'm giving up. I don't care what the time is. I am not giving up. And I didn't. So it was a victory of a different kind, but actually it's it's a mental victory. So for me, that's even more important sometimes. Definitely. Um, you know, and, and that's what running does. You know, so actually even on our bad days, is it really that bad? You know, I'd had a shocking marathon. Well, is there such a thing? I've still finished it. You finished um, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, yeah. So, you know, and, and, and any distance, you know, we've got to get out of this habit of, it's just a 5k, just a 10k, just a whatever. It's not just an anything because we're privileged that we can do it. Yeah. No matter how quick or slow or whatever you want to word you want to use, it's totally irrelevant. The fact that we get to do it, it helps us with far more than just physical stuff yeah. is a blessing. And that's how yeah. I see it now. And that's what drives me to keep doing it. Because, it's, you know, yeah, if you say, just, do you like running? I'm like, not really no i just love what it gives me (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be running either. It doesn't have to be running goals. It can be any goal that you set yourself that you think, mm. I don't know if I could ever achieve it. But once you start doing it, and if you do then accomplish a goal that you set, it's euphoric, especially for those yeah. moments when you felt so low and yes, yes, probably so low self-esteem, you're so hard on yourself. If you then go ahead and prove yourself wrong, it's a, it's a feeling that you can... You, uh, you, yeah, yes, you've made feeling. a massive point there that actually it's not... It's easy for us to talk about running because we do it, but actually it doesn't need to be. You know, and, and yeah. so many people say to me, oh, I couldn't run like you. And I'm like, we well, could, but it, and, and I get it if that's not your thing, but find your thing. That's you know, I know, lots of thing, people, yeah. I know lots of people are into gaming. That's never been my thing. Even when I was a kid, I, 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 you know, I'm just not my thing. Some people love it and it gives them that same mental kind of... Um, you know, where they can get away from things and lose themselves in a yeah, computer. That escapism. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, either either find your escapism or find your passion. If you're really struggling, there's a there's something that you probably would, would have loved to do. Try and just rediscover that or find a new passion. For mm. me, I, I used to play guitar and that was my passion. And then since everything went to to pot, I couldn't play it anymore. I needed something else. I need to be creative. So I started running. I'm not too sure if that was kind of my thing, but I'm starting to enjoy it. But then I found being creative in other ways enjoyable. And mm. that's when I was like, that's kind of where my passion is, making things, making yeah. people laugh, creating things, and just having something I can show people, going, I've made this. And that's where you've, um, you've done really well, Al, because obviously, like we've sort of spoken about, your content is different, but that's why it's great. So actually, yes, you get out and run, um, which does you good for many yeah. different reasons. But then the content you create for that for the community is just incredible because it makes <laughs> everyone around you go, hey, is all this stuff about running? Yes, mm. of course, running's important. But actually, is it? Because yeah. it's the community of it, the getting out with other people. Because, yeah. you know, now at the moment, like I'm telling you, Al, if, if someone didn't say to me, come on, we're meeting at six o'clock for a run, we're going this far, I wouldn't get it done. A million percent wouldn't. So it's everyone else who's like, because I know when I arrange to meet friends or, or other people to run, I won't let them down. So they're dragging me out. So actually it's not running, is it? It's because I want to be with other people. And that's where your content yeah. kind of, for me, really shows what we should be thinking about, if that makes sense. You know, I I oh, people say, yeah, you're a great runner, blah, blah, blah. And that's lovely to hear. But actually, um, I'd rather be known as just someone who will get out and support you than a great runner. Do you know what I mean? Because running's not the be all and end all. It's the togetherness. You know, and I've spoken about, yeah. I've used that word a lot on recent posts where that's what running is. It's togetherness, about support, about, you know, because the guys that inspire me, yeah, they're 70 year olds in my club who get out there and smash out these runs. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. Cause wow. I still want to be doing that at your age. Um, <laughs> they're the ones that inspire me. Of course, we've got some phenomenal runners in the club who run some silly quick times. That's also amazing, but that's not what drives me. It's kind of like these people who, you know, have all got their own reasons of why they do this crazy stuff that, you know, hurts and, you know, it's not pleasant at times, but they still do it. And it, that's what drives me. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of, 
yes running's important but it's not the most important thing it's the togetherness and uh, the friendships that you get from it and the fun you know and that's what i mean some of your content just reminds people of that do you know what i mean like you've done serious well serious ones you've done funny ones you've done loads of stuff and that for me is um just reminds me what's really important you know i love yeah, it it's, you know, it's when, not about the running is it it's about I mean, finding your tribe isn't it and the people that you want around you million percent million percent yeah. and not just because it, it's kind of uh badged up as that but just find real people on there and they will make you fly they, it's as simple as that you know like yeah. like i say i met many people through instagram some who are best friends for life uh, i genuinely mean that some people who so, you know, who've now got my number and they're, you know, they WhatsApp me or ring me and you're right. Yeah. Brilliant. The, the difference that makes is, is massive. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I'll never really be able to articulate that or, um, sort of show what that means to me, but that, that is what it is. Yeah. It means, it means an absolute lot. Yeah. I've had, uh, I've had people come up to me in park runs, Ben, and they've come from quite a way and then you realize, why you come here for? Oh, to meet you. Really? Me? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> why? I've met me. I wouldn't travel to meet me. What? Why? But it's but it's, it's lovely again because you you've got a voice in your head all the time saying you're a waste of space. Why are you doing this? No one cares. And then there's people coming up to you, proving that guy in your head's wrong, and you're going, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that, that really shows that really shows that um, people want to be around you, which is amazing. Although Al, I keep do I do keep saying to you, um, I live on Vegas of the East Coast, <laughs> and you've not yet visited, so we've got we've got to sort that one out. I think I think I'll book that in for twenty twenty four. I will come to your Vegas bed I've, and run your I've, park. I've tried to celebrate Yarmouth as best I can, Al. I'm, <laughs> uh, I can't lie, but Great Yarmouth sounds a lovely place. <laughs> Other seaside towns are available. Are available. <laughs> <laughs> well Ben it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you uh, and seeing that you are in a, a a delicate place but still dare I say a good place there's still a smile on your yeah. face and still see that fight in you and just to say that okay things might not be going the way you thought uh, you may feel like suddenly that ice is starting to break am I going to crash through it but if you do, you'd have the tools to get yourself back out. So yeah. thanks, for, thanks for talking to us, Ben. Thanks for sharing the story. We all love you. Keep fighting. And uh, we'll see you around uh, on the next 10K, smashing it and probably throwing up in a bush. Yeah, probably, yeah. Cheers, Al. I really <laughs> appreciate it as ever. Thanks, thanks, Ben. Thanks, mate. For our next battle guest, what is your friendly fire question? So my friendly fire question would be, what would be your number one tip when someone's struggling? So what would your number one tip be, Ben? Would be when you say... Oh, oh wait, uh, we're out of time. Sorry, we'll have to come back to that next week. It's a good cliffhanger, so we'll find out what Ben's tip is next week. So what does Ben's story teach me? I think it really highlights that the frailty of life and how sometimes these things can be on a knife edge. On one side, you can easily just be a, just another statistic. 
or on the other side, still being with us. If it hadn't been for his friend pulling him out of the sea, and it hadn't, if it hadn't been for that other friend dropping everything at one thirty in the morning to go to McDonald's and have a tea with Ben when he was in a very dark place. These moments can be key, and if you think of those if those friends of his weren't there, where would Ben be? Ben is stronger for what he's gone through, so falling to that dark place again doesn't mean you've failed. It doesn't mean you're going back there. It's a sign of progress. If you can crawl out of that dark pit quicker than last time, that is progress. Just because you went back there doesn't mean you deserve to be there or you failed. You now have the tools at hand to get out quicker and also be open and honest and reach out to people to let them know you're scared and you need help. That's what Ben's doing. He's talking and he's even come on the show and is talking. And that's that's amazing to see that takes strength I've always said to hold your hand up and say I need help takes great courage so that's why I'm taking from this Ben is very courageous very brave and just an all round great guy and I'm glad his friends are trying to get him swimming lessons <laughs> And yeah, are there for him. And he sounds like he's got really good support around him. And that word togetherness that he was mentioning. I'm really glad he's found a running club that's more than a running club. It's a community that have each other's backs and are all there and supporting each other. So well done everyone involved around Ben. And well done Ben. You're all awesome. Kind corner. It keeps coming up, doesn't it? Every single time. A common theme. I didn't think it would be happening this often, but it is. Every battle guest is talking about the importance of those small acts of kindness. A hello, a smile, uh, just an ask if someone's okay, or a cup of tea at one thirty in the morning at McDonald's. Acts of kindness can have such an impact on someone who is feeling completely worthless. And a stranger just saying hello or just having some small words to say, some kindness, can be huge. And as we found out with Ben's story, sometimes life can be on a knife edge. And it can easily just go one way or the other. Don't be the final push. Be the pull that helps them out of that dark pit. Be kind. It's not hard. And don't just say these words. Act on them. Show some kindness. Be kind. Be kind and be awesome. Be the reason. Someone stays with us. All that's left for me to say is I hope you liked today's episode. Remember to stay out of the water, especially if you can't swim. Leave the past behind you and look forward. Be kind to yourself and others. Find your tribe. Find the community that's there that supports you. 
find your passion that is key if you're feeling low what do you love it doesn't have to be running but find what you love what drives you find your passion I'm Al. You can also find me on social media. Search person underscore Al underscore best. This was Person Al Battles. Find us on social media. Person underscore Al underscore battles. Keep some laughter in your heart and stay with us. Until next time, it's goodbye from Al. Al.